Hi, this is Johnny. I'm your host, and you are listening to Music Seeds. The music that made us. Uh, this is Johnny Evans with uh, Music Seeds, uh, the podcast that uh, talks about the music that made us uh, today. Um, I always feel like I'm going to fuck your name up. Um, Dustin Folk. Folk, yeah, yeah, like uh, like uh, folk songs, you know. He does a little bit of uh, engineering work, and he does uh, a little bit of making music, and uh, we're hoping that he does a lot more here in the future. So uh, I uh, thought it'd be a great interview to have. He's a little new to this, but I think he's going to do just fine. When was the first time you remember hearing music? Like when you first heard something, you're like, "Wow, that's that's really cool." I remember uh, back in the day with my mom and my dad. They used to always. Uh, take rides on their Goldwing motorcycle, right? When my dad would pull in, you'd always hear the same song, man. It was uh, Dire Straits. Brother in Arms? Was that the album? Walk of Life, man. Yeah. Walk of Life. He was always playing that song driving around on his Goldwing. It was like one of the song, like earliest songs, I guess, that I can remember from my childhood mm-hmm. that I just always remember hearing. And it, I think it had more to do with like... Uh, personal reasons, you know. I, like I said, remember my dad pulling on his motorcycle, and it had that click in my memory, you know. Uh-huh. But man, I, I when I was looking that up, uh, that actually came out just a few years after I was born. Wow, like five or eighty-six. So I don't know if that was something that my dad uh, listened to, like right when it came out, mm-hmm. or if it was. I, I don't know the exact year, you know, yeah. uh, of when I can remember that. But that's one of my earliest songs, man, that I can remember hearing. That was like the pinnacle. That was like the peaking point at MTV. And like they remember that video being on rotation like crazy for that walk life. And it had bass. And they used to play music, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I remember that song thoroughly. I actually got to see him uh, years ago out in Red Rocks. It was a really, really oh, good yeah. show. Like he was not with the band. He was on his own. But it was really, really good stuff. So so is that was that like a lot of stuff that you um, heard heard growing up? Then did you hear a lot of like that kind of music, like uh, that kind of rock and roll? My parents listened to a lot of that. They listened to uh, like Dire Straits, like uh, Eddie Eddie Money, Huey Lewis and the News. Oh yeah! Like I remember them listening to that. My mom listened to a little bit of uh, like Johnny Cash and Elvis, just because. Nice. Uh, our grandma had a bunch of those records. Yeah. Do you remember the first piece of music that you connected with? Like the like, were you like in your teenage years, or were you any younger? Do you remember hearing something going, "Wow, this is really cool. I love this, man. This is." But when I when I first started really getting into music myself and like you know really listening to music was uh, it'd be grade school for me um, when like new metal was like really really big corn mm-hmm. limp biscuit system of a down all that stuff started coming out yeah and uh yeah that was like grade school early high school maybe even late into high school yeah That's all i was into man was all the new metal because mm-hmm. uh, growing up my like i said my parents were kind of into that like teetering on the rock and roll edge but they they listened to a lot of country too yeah and I and when that music came out, the new metal, I was like, yeah, it's <laughs> it's different, and there's so much energy behind it, and a teenage angst, I guess. Yes. Uh, that it really really connected with me, and it was I, I don't know, I, I I got into it pretty hard. S O S O A D System of Down just 
fucking amazing like how they can like do the shit they do like just like the yeah. the the slow and the fast you know just the tempo changes in their music such an amazing band dude they just released a few I heard them songs yep yeah really good stuff. I'm excited to hear even Surge released an album last Friday just so you know in case you didn't know that really yeah I actually had to turn one of my buddies on about because I didn't know about it either I sent it to him he's like no fucking way and I'm like yeah <laughs> so check yeah, that out I've seen those guys live one time oh really uh, but it was the most that was the most epic thing I've ever seen so uh, before the album they had an album called Steal This Album that came out mm-hmm. and there's a song on there called A-E-A-U it's like a bunch of vowels right yeah yeah and uh, it was before the song it even came out that's what they opened to pitch black on the stage all their guitar amps were like laced in this neon purple and they're all wearing like dark uh, robes with hoods on this on the stage so like you could see them kind of on the stage but not really you're just seeing all the illuminated lights behind them mm-hmm. and then just like the most graphic like scenes up on the big screen um, just like I don't know it was like time-lapse photos of like bugs decaying and things like this but man having them come out to a song that like you know when when you when you love a band and they are announcing they have new music coming out but you haven't heard it yet and then you get to see it live before it actually hits the streets i'm like oh man so in love with them after that and i love that too man i like when you go see live bands it's amazing like how some people like just play the hits i'm like Dude, play me some new shit. I want to hear what you got, man, you know? I mean, that's why I'm a fan, you know? That's why I'm listening to them, you know? And, you know, and, like, I went and saw Corn too. Like, you just mentioned Corn. Corn man, always put on a good fucking show, too, man. And Jonathan Davis, man. Oh, man, he's quite the engineer, too, himself. Uh, um, what was the first uh, piece of music that you bought? Do you remember that? Uh, I was thinking about this pretty heavy, man. And, uh... The first, the first thing I actually went out and purchased myself, which I don't even know, thinking about it, if I was even really allowed to buy it at the time. <laughs> but, uh, it, there was an album that came out by this guy. Uh, he was an actor, Adam Sandler, right? <laughs> Remember him, right? Oh, yeah. Just the name vaguely familiar, <laughs> yeah. But he had an album come out called They're All Gonna Laugh at You. Yes, I remember that. You remember that? Oh, yeah. Had dude. some classics, dude. Oh, man. There was The Goat. <laughs> and the, the Piece of Shit Car song. On yes! I, oh. I, I remember buying that from a, from a CD store called Disc and Dat. Yeah. Um, downtown, um, where I grew up. And now that I'm, like, looking back at it, man, I'm like, I was definitely in school still mm-hmm. and those there was some uh, parental advisory uh, yeah. pretty pretty heavy stuff on that album but uh, it wasn't really even like about the music it was more comedy yeah in that aspect mm-hmm. um he, he he does write a few good songs though man mostly for comedy aspect but. yeah yeah oh yeah he could definitely pick up the acoustic guitar and jam out some shit but yeah. I mean, as funny as it is man that's that's one of the first CDs I ever remember buying. <laughs> and they don't make, like, comedy albums. I mean, it's like you see comedy specials more than anything now, which is cool, but mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. comedy albums, man, like, it was like him and even Chris Rock had one out at one time, too. And uh, there, was a, there was a few artists that had him out there. That's cool. That's really cool. He's not Weird doing... Like Yankovic albums, too, man. Oh, huge, I dude. That was right around the same time. I, was, I don't know why I was into that stuff. Like, to make a parody, dude? That's not that easy, dude. Fuck, man. It's just all about having having fun and a good time, I guess. Maybe that's uh, 
yeah. why I liked it so much. I actually just listened to a, a podcast with uh, uh, Weird Al on Questlove, which was really, really good. Really? Like, Questlove's a huge fan, dude. Like, just, it was cool to hear all that. He's up to these days, man. Is he still yeah, just writing he, parody songs? He's or? retired from what I heard, dude. He just, like, he did his last big tour, and now that they're not really touring anymore, he's like, I think he's doing okay. He, like, has a place in Hawaii and stuff, so I don't think he's hurting too bad, so. You, you, I'm sure you've seen the movie. Oh, UHF. UHF. I almost said VHF. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. I can't find it anywhere, like, really to watch it again. No. I was wanting to show my wife that movie, man, but it's like one of those movies that you you remember that was so funny and a great movie, but it's just, like, dropped off the face of the earth. I know. It's like, you. Feel, it's crazy how some movies will do that. Like, you, like, like... Like you hold on to your like VHS tapes if you remember that, and like that shit's not even out there. It's like wow, it's crazy to to even run across that. He was they actually brought that up in that uh, podcast about how that, that movie didn't do shit. And now it's like a, one of the biggest cult. It's one of the biggest cult movies ever. You know, it's just because yeah. he has such a following and everything. Uh, um, do you remember the um, any instruments? Did you have any instruments growing up when you were around, or did you get in that stuff later? So growing up. Uh, early life, never really played any instruments. I remember at my grandmother's house, there was like an old, um, not not like a piano, but uh, like a an organ, a small organ that I'd mess around with every once in a while when I went to my grandma's, you know, because you flip the, the million switches on the top and it would make all these different sounds. Really, really just messing around on that, man, when I was a kid, but... Um, when I was 16 is when I started playing the bass. Nice. So that's that's probably the. I mean, I sing a little bit. I know we can get into that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. On a different note, very, but, yeah. uh, I, I did uh, a little singing before that. But first real instrument, man, that I got into was the bass guitar when I was 16. Yeah. Um, my best friend at the time uh, decided. I don't know why he wanted to do it but he decided that he was going to get an electric guitar and an amp and uh he you know we hung out all the time and i noticed over a few months of him playing like he was progressively getting better at the guitar right and i was just like well if he could do this uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna go get something you know and i'm like i don't want to get a guitar though you know i'm gonna get something to complement it so i got a bass yeah. and man we played for years yeah. it was outrageous but yeah that was the first instrument i got into man 16 years old bass nice. guitar and you're still doing it today hell yeah bass players that influenced you oh dude les claypool is awesome. Awesome. like one of the gods right yeah on the bass have you seen him live i have yeah um we, we just saw him last i think it was last year like right before at the adler all this covid stuff started dude we had it up here it was uh they had the weirdest lineup man they had slayer right <gasps> yeah i remember that they had they had phil anselmo's whatever band he's playing with now but they do a lot of pantera yeah they did huh yeah they, they actually then, covered all then, that Ran and then uh, randomly Primus was in the lineup. Primus can be heavy though, dude. I mean, I love Primus, and yeah, they can be heavy. It was just really 
like, weird seeing all these yeah. metal bands and then Primus come out. Like, That's what I like about him, man, is that he can be like influence like so many people across the board. You know, I mean, like look, look at he's got that project with Sean Lennon. You know, that's just amazing. I think as fuck. I don't know if you've ever heard that. It's just looks so good, man. It's just it's it's perfect for him. Yeah, it, it's uh, almost like a smash between the Beatles with like some. Some nice pop bass in there, man. Oh it's, hell it's, yeah, it's nice. I like it. Yeah, him and um, what's the bass player for uh, Metallica now? Uh, the bass player for Metallica now is Robert Trujillo. Yeah, Trujillo, who used to be the bassist for Ozzy. Yeah, but now he's been Metallica. Him and Les just released a, a little mini movie on Rolling Stone. You should check out that Les yeah. Les Claypool's son made. It's like five minutes long. It's like a like a western kind of thing, and then they jam at the end of it. You should check it out. Really good, really That's good. Awesome, man. There's there's a uh, one thing I remember about Les Claypool is he actually tried out. For Metallica yes. after Cliff Burton died. Uh huh. I and saw that. I don't remember what interview I saw that in, but I'm like, man, could you even imagine if Les Claypool like got the job of Metallica? That band would not be the same. No, it would not be the same. No. They even said they go, dude, you're fuck. I remember from when I heard from that interview it was like, dude, you're fucking amazing, but you got your own thing going on, man. You know, like you know, like, dude, good luck. You know, like, like they knew what he had, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't their thing, but they knew it was a good thing. Were you in choir and stuff when you were a kid? Then I was in choir. Yeah, yep, so was I. I. I wanted to be in band when I was in school too. Um, I don't remember why I never was. I, I know I had like, I remember having this like itch or inkling to play the saxophone. Mm-hmm. When like you know, when band first gets introduced to you in school, and they're like, um, they pretty much ran us around and looked at all the different band instruments. Like you'd look at like a French horn and a saxophone, and they'd they'd play it for you a little bit, and you'd be like, oh, um, which instrument would you want to play? And that was the one that I I chose, man, was the saxophone. But for whatever reason, I, I didn't get into band. I went into choir. I don't know if yeah they uh, if my parents just kind of said hey we weren't the richest family man it was probably money but yeah probably something to do with money but um now that i think of it man that that might be something i want to get into in the future too yeah there you go man dabble 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 man you never know what you can come out with i was telling somebody that you don't hear saxophone in much music anymore, but you heard it in like '80s music, like crazy. Like, there's so many big hits that had saxophone in the fucking music and shit. I mean, mm-hmm. there, there, there's. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's like you know jam bands that have sax players and things like that. But as far as like pop and rock and roll and and things like that, you don't really hear that as much as you used you to. You don't hear it as much. No, that's that's kind of what you and Bo were talking about too with the steel guitar. Yes, you don't hear it as much as you used to, I guess. No, no, and that's the thing that's crazy is that sometimes that that instrument, whatever it could be, that's not the same that you hear normally. It can be like, wow, that's really cool to hear in something you know different and original, you know. Especially with like you know being able to with all the pedals and stuff you can do now and everything, and like in like guitars and bass, you can use that stuff in like you know like horns and things and stuff too. I've seen it been done. It's really cool. It's, I've got a new track I'm working on right now with a sampled uh, French horn. Nice. There, so, do you do? Did you fall into like um, like a heavy practice in like when you were learning the bass, or did it take a lot of discipline for you to like learn how to play? It, it, I played a lot. Okay, yeah. um, I wouldn't say it took a lot of discipline because I, for whatever reason, when I got that bass, man, I I played it every day. I mean, it was for hours every mm-hmm. day, 
and it wasn't like a struggle either it was just like a genuine love and like interest i guess so i i, I dove deep in i really did and i played a lot um I remember I had my first four string bass. I didn't have it for long until I traded it off for a five string. Nice. Um, Cause like I said, all that new metal was uh, popping up around, uh, mm-hmm. around the area. And to get those really low gnarly sounds, you needed a five string bass. Man. Sweet. Gotta get that low B. I kind of changed everything up for me too. Cause yeah. um, it's almost like a new instrument at that point. I had only been playing a four-string bass for maybe six months, and I then I got a five-string. Is I, I don't play a five-string anymore, by the way. You play six though? <laughs> no, just four. Just, just four. I thought maybe you went moved up more. <laughs> no. Oh man, I watched I watch a lot of Davey Five Hundred Four on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, that would be another bass player that is really inspirational to me right now. Right now, I guess. Yeah. Davey Five Hundred Four on YouTube. He's just a bass machine dude nice he he base battles people all the time on there and just it, it's more of like a uh, <laughs> a base hierarchy I guess <laughs> like, like he just always talks about the bass is the best instrument and every other instrument is just minimal grade <laughs> <laughs> so you're basically saying it came to you naturally then like that you just it really did yeah like throughout the years like, i never took any lessons okay um mm-hmm. I- i'd say i wanted to yeah sometimes when i wanted to and, I- and i'm not gonna say i haven't learned things from like watching videos oh, online man. you know a little tips and tricks um things like that but i've never actually went and taken a lesson yeah. so I've really just like I've kind of prided myself on that I'm like yeah. I will get better being me and doing my own thing <laughs> like ever even after picking up the bass and being playing it playing it now for what like 20 20 years yeah I, I don't really I don't really learn songs uh, a lot of people that I that I have come over here uh, you know they'll play all sorts of different songs that you hear on the radio or that or you know you'll know, hear on classic rock that you know mm-hmm. and I I, I I have a hard time playing along with some of those yeah because um, I just I don't know I've always wanted to make my own music yeah I I, I was like oh, yeah you know I'll let them play their song you know I, why yeah. do I want to play their song that's cool, though. That's really cool. It's weird, but... No, man, that's your own right there. I forget you... what the original question was, man. I'm off on a tangent, probably, but... No, no, no. It's all good, man. <laughs> so when you were younger, did you have, like, a group of friends that were, like, into a certain kind of music, or... Oh, man, I, like, I dig these guys. I'm going to hang out with these guys because they're into what I'm into. It was always about metal, man. Yeah. It was really always about metal for me, hanging out with my friends. Yeah. We Like, the hardest music you could find is what we'd try and listen yeah. to. Yeah. And just loud and the screaming man when you're when you're younger and you get to screaming along with some of those songs it Mm -hmm. releases so much tension i feel even now oh i feel you some of those songs and you just belt out the the lyrics and sing along Mm -hmm. just have this sense of euphoria afterwards (laughs) i love it it's the greatest feeling ever like especially when you're car by yourself or you got your headphones on at home and you just like grabs you yeah metal man I, I don't know and even even in my 20s it was still metal like kill switch engage and um avenge sevenfold mm-hmm. all those bands dude senses fail i don't know if you'd call them metal but yeah. senses fail dude that's 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 one of my favorites played a pivotal role into what you're doing now 
as far as like what I'm creating? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I really do. I think I've kind of been on all the sides, you know, with my parents introducing me to country when I was younger and me going through the new metal stage. And now that I'm old. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I, I, I really feel like uh, I kind of just... Yeah, I do pull from a lot of different areas and I mesh things together. Nice. It's all kind of been an influence along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I always talk about how I just love metal, but you, I don't see it come through in my music a lot. Yeah. My, mine is more rock pop, I guess, oriented. Yeah. That's what uh, Bo was saying. Ben was saying that he wants to do like a country pop kind of thing, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I have props to you for like, you know, like you gotta, you gotta grab from everywhere, man, because that's who you are. You know, when somebody says, Hey, you gotta be this certain kind of genre, you gotta be this kind of thing. It's like, fuck you. You know, I want to do my own thing. You know, it's like, like the more style you have on your own, the more you own it, the better, the more people feel it too. It's like a big thing. They feel that when you're not trying to market something, you know, like, like you actually play what you love. Yeah, I feel like a, a lot of artists kind of narrow themselves in doing that, mm-hmm. or doing the opposite of that. These yeah. days, you know, they 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 get themselves into a niche group and can't expand. I guess. Yeah. Their their listening base because they're so stuck in like this is their sound. Like mm-hmm. their sound is a, almost from song to song is. There's not a lot of difference. Yeah. And the Irish that do do it, I respect a lot. Like, there's a, there's, a, there's quite a bit of artists out there that, be, you believe it or not, like, if you really delve into it, you're like, man, they're really trying to, like, push the envelope a little bit, you know? And I always check out, like, Rolling Stone and read, like, they have an artist interviewing artist, and it's always cool watching artists play off each other, you know? Like, okay, what did you, how did you do this, and how did you do that? And they kind of developed you, you know? Like, okay, I'm going to try that out, you know? And just trying out something different can be like the biggest like change in your style that you would never believe that you could try and go down like like say like that rabbit hole you know was there a certain a song or album that you hold very dear to yourself that you like you always seem to go back to uh, I don't know man one of the biggest albums I guess for me you know how much I love Coheed and Cambria like they're in Keeping Secrets of Silent Earth 3 album yeah I, I won't listen to it for months sometimes like a year yeah and then i'll put it on and i will just listen to the album from front to back yes and it's it's like it brings up so many memories but at the same time that album to me is so so all over the place from from the quietest pretty sounds to just the heaviest guitars Uh, it's so from a to z and back again that I can't stop listening to when I put it on. I don't know. It's it's beautiful, man. It's amazing. I, I love hearing that so man. much. That's what. Oh man, I gotta love when you get stuff like that, though. Like, cause then you start dissecting it. You're like, what did he? What did they do there? Cause like sometimes you discover new things too that you never realized before. Like, what, like oh, what were they doing there with that sound? Or wow, I, I'm noticing the you know like the guitar more here, or the vocals more here. It's like it's amazing. Like really love something and you start dissecting it you start picking out other things too it's really when you're really when you really love music it's it's a good it's like what they say about movies too right like yep you know you go back and watch a movie you'll find something that you you didn't see the last time you're you're absolutely right you'll hear like a little guitar lick or something that you you never really caught before like it was always there but for some reason this time when you listen to it it stuck out to you and you're like whoa yeah 
And then, and then you go back and you're like, what did they do there? And like, like that's one thing. Another here, I'm bringing up Questlove again. Like when he gets people on his show, like he'll find out. Like sometimes they didn't even use a certain kind of instrument. They went and they they brought it through like a processor or something and changed the sound on it just to like try something different, you know. And it's like, let's see what we can do different here. And then it's catchy and it's like you think it's something else entirely, you know. And so, what music, musician do you feel? You, you mentioned last, and you messaged you messaged uh, um, a couple other people. Who do you, what musician do you feel most connected with yourself? Who do you feel like that's my beacon? That's my you know my my go to. I mean, I can't I can't deny the the Claudio Sanchez man. <laughs> like, I, I I'll keep talking about Coheed all day if you let me. <laughs> it's only it's only because first off. Nobody listens to this band. Mm-hmm. I found there's like, like me and like three other people in the world. It seems like that listen <laughs> to this band, right? So it's like a select, select group. They have so many songs, and I have followed this guy, like through his trials and tribulations and music writing, um, for years. Mm-hmm. And I've I've seen the band play I think seven times now yeah. live. He's so inspirational to me. I don't know. I don't know what it is about it. Plays guitar, sings, writes ninety percent of the, the the music for the band. Mm-hmm. You know, the most of the band is just there along the ride. You know, yeah. they're just there for for moral support sometimes. I mm-hmm. think, but it's a necessary component. Oh yeah. And and I I, I kind of it resonates with me a lot because my songwriting techniques are uh, I don't know a little weird because I don't like working with other people yeah at this point I I mean I I like working with other people but on your own stuff my own stuff yeah in the in at the end of the day, if I ever wanted to perform this stuff live, I would need a band <laughs> because, I because I can't play all the instruments at the same time. Yeah, this guy, I, I watch I watch some of the um, videos on him, and he really he does it all himself. <laughs> most of the parts for when he when he brings stuff to the band, he's already got a demo recorded. Yeah. He's able to sing it. He does a little scratch drums, even if it's, you know, some fingers on the desk for drums to keep the beat. Uh-huh. And you, you see him bringing these songs to the rest of the band, and it's like, he's he, there's something going on in that guy's head. Yeah. I, I, want, it, I want in there. <laughs> like, I always feel that way about Trent, you know? Like, he is just, he does everything on his own, and then when I listen to his stuff, and I'm just like, uh, these auteurs are just like, where where does this come from? You're thinking in your head. Like you can do everything from like the most mellow stuff to like the most heavy, like mm-hmm. gut wrenching feelings into your stomach, you know. And and uh, was there, would there be any kind of certain style of music you might want to learn someday? I mean, I I've kind of wanted to get back into uh, my country roots a little bit. Yeah, I'm getting a little older, and you know. The testosterone starting to drop a little bit. You know, <laughs> starting to finally mellow out. Yeah, finally starting to. Oh, mellow it'll out. never mellow out, and, dude. And and I can enjoy some of those songs now. Um, where through my, you know, late teens and twenties and even my early thirties, I, I country music. I I just I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do it, man. Oh yeah. I, I, but now, like I said. It's it's aging on me, I guess. I've always I've always played like when I do play guitar, I always play like chunky, distorted guitar. Mm-hmm. But uh, my wife's trying to get me into acoustic, mm-hmm. so I'm uh, 
I'd, I'd really like to get some of that some yeah. of that country feel going on, man. Even for just a couple songs would be great. Oh, come on, go, man. I don't think I don't think I want to go uh too deep in that full full country though. don't want to go full country this yet <laughs> right yeah <laughs> no no that's cool i mean that's i mean some of the greatest artists do that you know like hey i'm gonna dabble in this uh, look at freaking um singer slipknot you know i almost said cory ham <laughs> <laughs> no i don't remember his last name i know taylor cory taylor yeah yeah, yeah 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 like he is all over the place he can do country hard rock like he is just it's this it's possible man just just do what you, you do you never would have saw that uh, you never would have realized that side of that guy you know nope and, until he kind of opened up and let himself out there you know with oh, his yeah. solo projects and man he's, he's really good you think music comes easy to you then you talked about um playing your own music and and uh how much you love doing that do you think it comes easy to you or how does it usually come it's like it's like i heard people say like it comes in my dreams sometimes i wake up and i gotta play it you know and stuff like that and i i guess yes and no um like i play by ear so i i can sit down and usually like play along to mostly anything mm-hmm. but actually creating music it's yeah. it's, it's a little harder Unless you have like a direction or a vision that you want to go in, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's hard for me, at least, anyways, to to get that first that first stepping stone. I guess. Yeah. You know, even if you do have a vision um, for a song, that first step of like where do I start is is pretty rough. Yeah. And then you look at people like uh, like Bo, and I'm jealous of him. You know. He's got his acoustic guitar, and he can sing while he plays the acoustic guitar, right? Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't, man. I don't know. Yeah. I've tried for years singing and playing at the same time. I guess my brain's just not wired that way. But that part of it is is pretty rough. As far as after you get that first stepping stone mm-hmm. in the recording and making a song process, I yeah. feel like that part does come easy to me because as soon as I as soon as I have a groundwork layering other instruments and arranging something that part comes easy to me cool it's just the the initial the initial step is probably the hardest for me yeah if there's a song you could cover what would it be what what what, what it would it be what, what song would you like to cover or do differently what you is there anything that you've heard you like man if i could make that like kind of kind of song i would do it Actually, there's one I'm working on right now because mm-hmm. uh, a couple weeks ago, my wife uh, and I were sitting down and I told her, I said that I wanted to work on a cover, right? Yeah. I was like, I can do anything. I can do any song you want. And, and we were starting to throw around some songs and um, there's one that I really want to do, man. It's, uh, are you ready? Uh-huh. Royals. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I really want to remake that song, man. Do it, man. Put a little heavy guitar in there. Yeah. And, uh, I, I don't know exactly what direction I want to go yet, but I really want to remake that song, man. Mm-hmm. Right on, man. I don't know of any other ones that come off the top of my head, but that's the one that's on the on the docket. On the docket. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Where did the name Tin Lee come from? Uh, it's actually in my name, man. Okay. So, my name Dustin Lee Folk. Oh, okay. Right? Okay. I I love my mom to death, but not really sure why she named me uh, Dustin. I I just 
really don't like that name. <laughs> like if, if I if I could and wanted to, I guess you know I'd come out as an artist of my own name. Mm-hmm. But there's kind of a, a, a anonymity, an anonymous kind of feel to the Tin Lee thing. Because mm-hmm. so if you you know you cut out the the D U S in the front of my name and just put the Tin from mm-hmm. my first name, my middle name, Tin yeah. Lee. Um, I came up with that name. It was like ten years ago. I don't. I don't know what I was going through. That I, I just was like, okay. And, and what's funny is I, I said that if I ever start a rap career, <laughs> it was a joke then, right? It yeah. Was a joke then, right? I was like, if I ever become a rapper, my name's gonna be Tin Lee. <laughs> and then uh, you know, last year I decided I was gonna start putting out some of my music and. I, I didn't I don't know I didn't want to put it out under my just my regular name yeah and so the Tin Lee thing kind of came back around and I was like I could make this work man yeah I think it's a great idea I love it I really do well, was, I got really lucky honestly that uh, no one out there right now is using that name no and I love how you make the L big too that's like cool as fuck man all right. Well, we're going to get into like I, I gave you some questions before we had our interview. Um, what is your favorite song? Man, I have a few. All right, on this list. Okay, awesome. But I narrowed it down. Okay, and it's a song that whenever it comes on the radio, I'm just immediately in a good mood. And the song has it's a it's a great story. It's got guitar solos. Mm-hmm. Fastball, the way. Oh man, yeah. One my favorite, one of my favorite songs of all time. I don't, I don't know what it is about the song, man. But like I said, when it comes on, it's, it's immediately turn it up and play it loud, and I just love it from start to finish. I knew what the meaning of that song was at one time too, back when it came out, because that's how old I am and dated. Um, but the guitar on that song too is amazing, dude. Like the guitar is really good because it kind of goes all over the place a little bit. It's twang. It's got a twang to yes. it. Yes. Delay and uh-huh. oh man, yes, yeah. it's, it's great. Do you have a favorite album? Oh, kind of. You kind of already went into that, I think. Yeah, that that favorite album of mine, man. Uh, if I had to narrow it down to any Coheed album, it'd be the In Keeping Secrets and Silent Earth Three. Mm-hmm. But really, any of those albums, man. It's it's like a clockwork with them. Every every yeah. like two years, new album. Every two years. Yes. So it might be in, uh, next year. It might be the new Coheed album that's my favorite album. But <laughs> oh, there you go, man. They got a lot to write about. That's that's the one. That is the one. Yeah. So would you say what what would you say your favorite genre is? You kind of delved around there a little bit of everything here. So, dude, my favorite genre is like the perfect perfect like fine line in between hard rock and metal mm-hmm. senses fail the band senses fail mm-hmm. and my chemical romance yes what other ones the used okay mm-hmm. those bands i'd say like and coheed of course but those bands are like right in that perfect pocket for me yeah to where there's there's regular singing there's some screaming there's heavy guitars there's extra light pretty guitars it's just like a perfect balance dude that's that's my mm-hmm. my favorite genre right in that right in that fine line mm-hmm. between rock and metal 
some of them call it, I don't know what, uh, Census Fail called it New Age. I don't huh. think that's new age. No, no. It doesn't sound like it. There was quite a bit of bands like you know, I I my I was in my twenties when the nineties music wave came along and there was quite a bit of bands that definitely tested the territory of doing that, you know. The 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 hard to the you know, to the soft, to the back and forth, and like bands like Jane's Addiction, Smashing Pumpkins, you know, they mm-hmm. they just fucking yeah. were able to like we're gonna make it really light here and then we're all of a sudden we're gonna get really heavy, you know, during the song, you know, and I love that. I love that because the, the change the tempo in a song is like, as a musician, I mean, it's really like amazing that you can do that. Be pristine at it in a way. Like, wow, that, the the transition is just awesome, you know. And mm-hmm. I love that's that. the part that does it for me, man. Because mm-hmm. metal metal's great if you know you want balls to the wall, go for it the whole time. But yeah. it's those songs that really bring it up and down, and it's like a roller coaster ride. That takes you on a journey, yeah, like a like a roller coaster, yeah. Um, but like, here's an album, for example, like Dark Side of the Moon. You know, like that whole album, the engineering in that album. You know, the compares to like, you know, people compare that to like Pet Sounds and to like uh, Sergeant Pepper. You know, like the whole engineering just like basically kicked out the kicked down the door when those albums came out. There's a lot of albums out there that people just don't realize, you know, that are out there, and people are like, you need to listen to this, and you've kind of delved into that here, which I think is really awesome. There's a lot of things in here that even me learning you know after all these years um, it's great to hear because it's stuff I'm going to check out later you know what is the first concert you went to then some 41 back when I was in I was like later I guess in my it would have been late in high school I think yeah but uh some 41 newfound glory uh, went up and saw them where did we see those guys I want to say it was in St. Louis it was, uh, it was kind of a weird summer for me, man. I'm t- I think that's probably the first one yeah. that I can remember going to. I don't know if it was mm-hmm. exactly, but I remember the first uh, summer that me and my friends decided that we were going to start going and seeing bands live. Mm-hmm. We must have taken uh, a couple trips to Chicago, one trip down to St. Louis. I think me and a buddy went and saw uh, CKY up in Freeport that summer. Wow. But I'm, I'm almost certain that one of the first ones, man, was some 41 and Newfound Glory. Yeah. Do you have a favorite one that you've been to? Do you have one that's like, that was like the best show I've ever been to? Oh, man. Um, best show I've ever been to. Okay. Uh, yeah, there was one. It, it was uh, a show in, in Chicago. Um, Avenged Sevenfold. My Chemical Romance. Coheed and Cambria. Concert. That's a lineup. All three of those bands, man. I, I don't even know how they even got all three of those bands together for, for a tour, but um, that was probably one of my favorite experiences, partly because of the uh, the trip up there and the whole cooler full of jello shots. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh. But yeah, man, that was that was probably my favorite concert of all time because you got those three just huge bands in my eyes, all at the same same day, same stage, just blew me away. Who would you like to see? Who would you like to see live that you have not seen live yet? I want to see someone. Uh, I want to see some blues, man, live. Yeah. yeah. I don't really know a whole lot about blues music, but I just know the vibe. Okay. Yes. 
and I and I, I'm feeling that vibe lately. Mm-hmm. I want to I want to get more into blues, and I want to see some great blues musicians play live. Man. Yeah, and that one in particular that I can think of to come off of the top of my head, but I want to I want to get into that a little bit more. Going out to see people, it's hard these days, you know. Yeah, I'm man. Playing a lot live, but I don't even know if there's anywhere around that around here like that where there's like a lounge yeah like a blues lounge the only blues thing i know of that they have is the blues fest every year you know downtown yeah but yeah that fortunately you know being here you'd have to go to like chicago or something like that you know to which would be a great place you know to see any kind of blues you know i've been fortunate enough myself to see some blues artists that i'm very lucky that i got to see like the whole history of blues like i can go on for that forever but i'm not yeah i've been getting into that lately because it seems that there's no there's no set in stone reality to it Mm -mm. to, to jazz from what i've seen like you get some of these jazz musicians up on stage man and They'll play something different every night. They could be yep. the same same song, but they're playing they're playing it completely different. Improvisation, they're, they're dude. Playing yep. it, they're playing it from somewhere somewhere else. They're not playing a song from you know on a on a railroad, right? Mm-hmm. They're playing it on a, on an ocean. They're just kind of going with the waves, playing whatever they feel at the moment. I watched a really great documentary over the weekend on Miles Davis called The Birth of Cool. It's on Netflix, just so you know. Okay. Um, and Check that one out. Oh, he, he definitely was all over the place, man. And like, he is, like, that to me, like, but that's because, that's why I'm doing this whole podcast, because I love music so much. But for 10 years when I worked in a music store, I learned a lot about music. And what's amazing, like, the rabbit holes I got taken down because of that, you know? You get into Santana, and Santana's telling you about Miles Davis, you know? And it's like, before you know it, you're like, oh my God, why didn't I ever listen to this guy before? And wow, what's he doing here? And it's like, oh, he influenced this person, this person, this person. You just learn so much about different blues artists and jazz artists and how, like, they influenced rock and roll in so many ways, how that created this whole other tree, you know, and it's a great feeling. I hope you do. I hope you really go down the blues rabbit hole. There's some cool shit down there, man. Um, who would you like to collaborate with? If you if you had a dream collaboration, who would it be with? You know, I've, I've been getting into making some electronic music, but... Does Moby make music anymore? Uh, I know he came out with like a biography, I think, last year or the year before. As far as him making anything, I'm not sure. But yeah, I mean, I think that would be a good time, man. Yeah, he that guy's that guy's uh, as far as electronic music goes, he's 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 uh, ahead of his time. He was one of the biggest to break too. He's up there, man. It's nothing over the top. No, from you know nothing over the top that I've ever heard from him, but. You could just tell that the guy's got got something going on like in his head that oh yeah he needs to share with <laughs> other people yeah you know just to sit down and even like I said you you were saying collaborate with for one song man would be so great oh hell just yeah. to get get into his head just a little bit see oh, what's going. I'd love to hear that the two of you any producer or dude uh, producer that I've been looking at a lot lately yeah. is Finney, uh, Phineas O'Connell okay. Um, he that's uh, Billy Eilish's brother. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh-huh. he 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 produces a lot of her music. Yeah, and um, from what I was reading, uh, he produces a lot of people's music. Yes. Um, I, I've watched some different breakdowns um, 
of his mixes and the recording process and productions that he goes through and mm-hmm. I, I, I really like to work with him it, it's almost like a bare bones production style that I've seen him use yeah because um, if you listen to like Billie Eilish's song oh yeah there's, yeah. there's just there's barely anything to those songs but it's uh-huh. he he captures her voice so beautifully and puts you know just the right effects on there yeah just makes it sound so huge from nothing huh. that'd be it man I'd love to hear that I'm gonna, dude. definitely gonna tap into that too when I'm done here too thank you any instrument that you would uh, you wanna try out maybe enjoy learning I, I want to learn more about the piano in general. Mm-hmm. In school, I did some some music theory stuff that kind of I didn't really get into as much because music theory kind of hurts my brain a little bit. <laughs> um, because, uh, yeah. like, like I was saying, I, I I play by ear, you know, yeah. and so when I'm plucking something out, it's just whatever whatever sounds right to my ear mm-hmm. that I kind of weave it in. You know, to the music. Yeah. But actually getting into music theory and the different chords and chord progressions and fifths and sevenths and all this nasty stuff you can do on the piano, man. That's that's one thing that I'd really like to like to learn because I just pluck around on it right now. Yeah. Cool. Right on, man. Have you been to any festivals before? Like just go sh- to do, to a show and watch. I've been uh, like the Warp Tour yeah. a few times. Yeah. Uh, Lollapalooza once back in I don't remember when that was exactly. Yeah. Um, that was that was fun. They had uh, what was it? Incubus. Uh, Incubus was playing that year. Mm-hmm. Queens of the Stone Age played wow. Lollapalooza the year. Wow. Yeah. Is that a dreamy year someday? Maybe to do something like that. Dude, Lollapalooza would be cool. Yeah. Or there's there's something local back uh, where I grew up called Summer Camp. Yeah, I know who that is. Always heard people, oh, we're going to Summer Camp this year. And the first couple times I heard about that, I thought people were just going to... Actual Summer Camp. <laughs> so, but I had this huge music festival uh, around where I grew up. Yep. Um, I really like to... If, if I can see that. Go, if not play at that festival, man, I'd like to. That'd be awesome. I can see that happening. I, I always like to bring up some obscure things here because people, like you know, me loving music so much, people look at things sometimes and they go, "Man, that album art is just awesome." Like, is there any album art that sticks out to you? Like, you look at that artwork and go, "That's kind of like something I like to do with my artwork," or are just appreciate it. I mean, one one thing that. Or I guess the story of like the slippery one wet, yes, Bon Jovi. Oh yeah, that really that really sticks out in my head. You know, because mm-hmm. uh, you know they came to them, and you know I don't know how much money they probably put into the design for that yeah. album cover. Yeah, and then for for them to just be like, no, no, no. Yeah, and then what they sprayed a hose on a trash bag wrote slippery and wet in the water took a picture and that's the album artwork and one of the biggest selling albums of all time right uh, different time man now that album getting no problem today getting released that that cover like oh my god i've seen more than a fair share of covers coming across the 90s was like how did that get out you know like it's just yeah that's funny oh man 
everything's all graphic design these days. Yeah. It seems like you don't really get a whole lot of uh, no uh, the art the artwork like you used to. It's all just you know. Graphic design. I wish I could get into that. Um, oh. I've got on as far as artistic abilities, mm-hmm. music, man. I, I go all day with music, <laughs> drawing, or any type of uh, yeah. graphic design. Nah, man. It's a. It's a. It's a let somebody else take care of that stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What are the other projects you're working on right now? You working on anything right now? Uh, right now. I've got I've got quite a few songs that I'm working on, which mm-hmm. is a headache, um, really. Um, just to give you a little idea of what goes on in my my uh, life, mm-hmm. I pretty much when I wake up in the morning, I kind of sit behind the computer and open up Ableton Live and try and make a little 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 melody. Yeah. On the on the keyboard and for the day. And I and I just I make beats, right? I just make these tiny little beats, maybe like eight, sixteen measures. And I, I do that almost every morning, man. Wow. Um, but it uh, helps me kind of get my creative juices flowing in the morning, you know. Okay. Um, but I've got so many of those things just sitting there that I'll never do anything with. I, I I've been trying to go back in now um, over the last yeah. couple of weeks because um, I I just released that. Um, that last song on February 5th. I wanted to work on a new song. Yeah. But uh, I didn't really want to let the stuff I've got go to waste, I guess. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. So I'm, I, right now I'm looking looking at a lot of those little mm-hmm. quirky, um, you know, seven in the morning coffee uh, <laughs> <laughs> coffee beats. Yeah. Um, and trying to see if there's any anything I can pull out of there. And, yeah. Um, anything like that. But that's that's pretty much where I'm at right now. Well, I hear that with nothing, a lot of nothing people. Nothing huge. Nothing mm-hmm. huge. But just kind of picking through some of my things that I've mess around with over the last year mm-hmm. um, in my spare time and seeing, seeing what's there trying to pull something out like a lot of interviews I hear with like musicians and stuff they have that same thing man they like have stuff that they never have gone back to because they're like wow maybe I'll come back to it someday you know so you were talking about Grab the Ammo that's what you just released uh, in February or sorry not February sure. yeah yeah it's, uh, I think yeah February 5th February 5th wow yeah, and uh, that's that's. I noticed it's available on Apple Music. What else is that available on? Everywhere, man. Yeah. Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, uh, pretty much anywhere you can download and play music. Yeah, sweet. I'll let everybody check that out. Um, you got about four or five songs out on there too. I noticed you got like uh, there's, there's four right now. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking about. I'm trying to bring over some. Uh, I've got a three song demo that I released like. 10 years ago mm-hmm. on SoundCloud. Okay. That I'm, that I'm trying to decide, I guess, if I want to just bring those songs and just drop them into my catalog mm-hmm. as Tin Lee, because these, these were like songs that I wrote with uh, an ex-bandmate of mine. He's no longer with us. I'm sorry. Uh, we'll say, but uh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. I, I want to bring those songs over, but I also don't because of them being kind of a separate entity, you know what I mean? Yeah. This catalog's going to grow over this year. I can promise you that. Sweet. I love hearing that, buddy. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. So you, do you do some engineering stuff for people and stuff, too, then, sometimes? 
Yeah, yeah. Um, just last year, I uh, was working with my friend uh, Oscar, who's down in Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, got into singing. He's wanted to, you know, be a rapper, basically. Uh, I don't know if that's his, if that's what he would say if he wants to be a rapper, but yeah, he, he's he he's got a genuine love for music and. He kind of contacted me, and because I had just graduated from Full Sail University for my, you know, audio engineering, yeah. and, uh, I helped him master all those tracks. So basically, he recorded and did whatever he did back at his home studio, and sent me all the tracks, and then um, did the mastering to them. Nice. Um, put those out on Spotify as well. Nice. Uh, so that's one thing that I, I was working on last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually did a feature on one of those songs. It's it's uh yeah, it's a little weird, man. Uh, song "Rainy Days." Yeah, uh, <laughs> he somehow got me got me uh, to do a feature on there, and it's like a rap song. I was like, I don't know how I feel about this, man, but I'm gonna go for it. And so nice. I, uh, I I did a verse on that song. And then I decided I was going to record some guitars uh, after my verse, too. And so put that on there and just kind of one of those things. I was like, oh, man, I don't know if this is going to make the cut. But I sent it back to him and he's like, this, he's like, what did you do to the song? He's like, he's like, that's you on guitar, too? I'm like, yeah, I just wanted to add a little flavor to it, man. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of want to get into that doing features for people man that's so exciting to me that was one of the most exciting things i did last year probably how can people get a hold of you how can people get a hold of me yeah um they can actually yeah they can direct message me on spotify okay artist radio no do you have an email address drop my my email man dustinleefolk at gmail.com okay also on i'm sure on like facebook and stuff like that too right I really do need um, I'm starting to try and expand this tin lead thing right yes yeah, uh, people can people can always contact me on Facebook too man yeah you can actually create your own page on Facebook too I, I did that with this um, with this entity okay you know? any else you think you want to promote or talk about I don't know man I, I'm, I'm pretty uh Pretty pumped about the new song that I put out. Yeah, I love it, dude. You were like shocked. You're like, I can't believe you bought it. I'm like, yeah, of course I bought it, dude. What the hell? I give a little insight to that song, man. So I got a wild hair at my butt one day and was like, today, today's the day, man. I'm, I'm writing a new song today and turn the guitar on, guitar amp on, and um, started playing some guitars. I was like, I want some, I want like a basic guitar line, but something heavy. And so I just started plucking around, got a nice, nice riff right on the guitar. Yeah. Recorded that. I seriously took. I did a one take on the drum set. That after listening to it, was pretty well in time. So I didn't have to do a whole lot to it. So nice. I just kept it. <laughs> added. Add. I just layered the heck out of the bass guitar, man. I think there's. I think there's like four different bass lines on that thing. But I, I do bass lines weird, man. So I'll do like a really thick low end bass, <laughs> and then I added a slap bass, but put a, put a filter on to take out all the low end. So all you hear is that nice that pop mm-hmm. from the slap bass. Okay. And then added in some, I think, two other guitar or two other bass lines, real high up on the neck. 
but man, I, I literally wrote the music for that song and recorded it uh, same day, one day. Wow. Uh, here, here at home, and then my my ghostwriter, my wife. <laughs> Uh, we, we sit down and um, she writes most of the lyrics honestly to my music um, because uh, I don't know I have a hard time coming up with lyrics yeah. for whatever reason uh, she writes a lot of my lyrics so she wrote uh, a couple pages of lyrics for this song and then I kind of chopped it around and that part is the the, the hardest part I guess yeah, in the song song uh, recording process is mm-hmm. the vocals, which I'm never I'll never be satisfied with. I don't know why. Oh, I'm sure that it's hard, but it sounds good to me, man. I love it. It sounds great. Every, every time you listen back, man, it's you hear one little thing, and I, sh- I should have changed that, but then you're like, no, this is it. This is this is the take. Yeah, gotta go for it, man. Do it. Do it. Sweet. So, yeah, you can expect a lot more music from me this year. All right. Promises. Well, I'm going to definitely promote the hell out of you, man, once you get it out there. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. I want to thank you for uh, doing this little podcast with me today. Uh, again, uh, this is Dustin Folk with uh, the band Tin Lee. That's T-I-N-L-E-E. You can get that on Spotify and Apple Music. Check them out. And uh, thanks for joining us today. Amen. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. I loved it, brother. Thank you so much.